Hello, this is Christine Conti. And Brian Prendergast. And we are Two Fit Crazies. And a microphone. We're where it's at. Welcome, welcome, everyone. We are on episode six. Hard Holy to believe. moly. And we are having the best time doing this on our podcast. And I hope you all are having a great time as well. And are checking us out on iTunes, and uh, we've seen some stars and some feedback, and um, we're getting excited, and I hope you are too, because there is so much more to come. So um, we're excited because we need to, first off, talk about today, uh, before I got here, I went and I picked up our two fit crazies and a microphone legit poster there's there's no turning back now there isn't like my husband said after you have a second kid it's called the anchor baby you're stuck for life as appropriate or inappropriate as that is as soon as you get the poster it's on it doesn't matter if it's appropriate or not it's if they get it yeah you get it so so we're here i guess yeah. we're, we have a poster so oh, we're yeah. legit That's not even right. the mics and the flux capacity. Yeah, we'll, we'll worry about all that stuff later. Like I said, we we you know, first you, you you pick out the outfits and then you find the the musicians to fit the outfits. It's like Johnny Bravo, the old Greg Brady episode where he fit the jacket. That's all the re- that was the only requirement. That was we, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got our we've got a sign. And uh so then we you know, now now you're stuck with us. And now I'm shopping for my pantsuit for when I come in every day, my <laughs> pantsuit. We're going to hold corporate meetings regularly now. We're legit. Yeah. We don't even know what corporate means. We're just going to show up with our sign and our poster, put it up, take out our flux capacitor, and start talking. Exactly. Because and people will think we're important. So I don't know. I'm important. Yeah. 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 We are. <laughs> One day at a time. Um, but the other thing is, we are going to get right into this today. Sure. Because we've got some good topics. And last week we got pretty real. Um, I know I went back and and listened, and so did Brian, and it was it was on. There some true colors came out last week, I believe. Do you remember? No, no, I went back and listened too. It was hysterical. I was laughing the whole way. I, I was texting Christine like one line here and there, like you know, hey, look, if, if, if you know. We make each other laugh, so I guess that's pretty important. It was hysterical. Uh, things got real. Um, the audio was real garbage. Uh, I actually made a mistake, and I failed to um, hit a certain button on the recording device here, which I know nothing about. You know, I learn on the fly, so apologize for that. Number episode five was uh, uh, as far as the audio goes. I can't fire you, Brian, because then it would be one fit crazy, and the poster would be all jacked up you at this, this point, poster. so I can't even. You can like put a horns and a mustache on the, on the face. Great. It's beautiful. Keep an eye out for that poster. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. But uh, yeah, it, things certainly got real. I heard some feedback from some people on uh, on our on our opinions, our educated opinions, our uh, professional opinions, our ex- our life experiences. That's this exactly is what it. we have experienced. So that's exactly it. You can disagree with us. That's cool. Totally. We want you to disagree with us. Sometimes, you know, for certain things, it's good to have people that disagree with you, right? So what'd you hear? Good friends that argue with each other are, are sometimes pretty okay. Uh, you know, it's just, you know, wow, you guys really put it out there. And, uh, you know, and, and, and I think that that's important. You know, it's, 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 we want to, we want to be our most authentic selves in life and 
on broadcasts and and just about everything and uh you know uh it's 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 something that I've had an opinion on, you know, being a fitness professional for, for um, uh, you know, the, what the topic that we talked about. For those that didn't listen, we were talking about, like, some of the CrossFit and and, uh, and some of the things that we had discussed in, in a previous podcast. And, you know, we really kind of smoothed over it in the first podcast, episode four. And then in episode five, we got um, just... Um, kind of came clean with it and uh conti definitely came clean holy smokes um and uh but it was great it was great it made for made for a great listen and uh i don't think we were too far off with the truth and uh we'd love to hear an opposite side from it and we'd love to have um you know someone from that camp uh come on and and uh and have fun with us um just the same um and uh in the future we'll do that awesome um the other thing that i wanted to go over we talked last time about what are your strengths was really what we focused on after we came cleaned and and you know stop being <laughs> oh yeah the actual podcast and start being real like the real world so um we did talk about strengths and we talked about um using your strengths and that in the fitness and nutrition arena that if you're someone who likes to be alone maybe a big group class dancing on a stage is not where you're at and maybe if you're someone who likes that dynamic maybe running by yourself is not your number one maybe running in a group is right you know and it's and maybe that changes day to day right maybe one day you're alone and I, I love that i love going to going out for a run and being alone and then being in a room and you know being with a 50 other people um i think there's something to be said for for that and brian talked about finding you know your tribe your group mentality your community aspect right um and that if you're not you know we we talked about not working to your strength i mean in exercise and nutrition if you're not going to work to your strength your your opposite is that you're not going to do anything and you're going to be upset and then it's going to be work and then we keep going back to if it's work it's not going to work see there you go <laughs> um and that was and that was big um we also got into you know we talked a bunch about running you heard about how you know brian and i first met in boston with you know with meb <laughs> <laughs> legend um and we you know we talked a little bit i think the last five minutes if you're going to listen to the beginning and you only have time for the end make sure you get into the end where we talk about running marathons and some of the things that um you don't know about running where you take food from strangers <laughs> on the streets of any city in the world and you know there's people standing on the side of the road with with um sticks of vaseline and that's totally normal it's totally cool hey mr stranger right. with a stick of vaseline and you and it's and you're it's accepted and you're you're thankful and right. you're happy to see that and in any other situation there is so many questions. It's like it's like so survival instincts questions. at its finest. You, you know, sometimes you're willing to do anything at that point. Yeah, you're like, oh yeah, exactly. That, that makes tons of sense. I think I've cut children at porta potties, <laughs> like just run in front of them in the middle of a race because you don't oh want to burn. Oh my any god, time. we could do a whole episode on running and porta potties. I, I I know where every porta potty so is I. in like Southern Monmouth and Northern Ocean County, New Jersey. I can tell you where each one. Is. Most important thing when I, I don't yeah. even look at a race map, I look at the porta potties. Yeah, where are they? And if I need it, yeah. and I've got it down to fifteen seconds, fifteen seconds. I challenge anyone. <laughs> I challenge someone to beat me in a porta potty oh race. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah, shit happens. <laughs> Amen. That is exactly true. <laughs> <laughs> 
gosh. On that note, let's uh, talk about kids and youth athletics and sports. <laughs> yeah, we're going to oh, switch man. the subject from uh, porta potties and crapping while we're racing to uh, youth sports and uh, you know kids' activity and what's too much, what's too soon, what um, you know, what what are they capable of? Is it is it best to hold off in certain aspects of it? We'll talk a little bit about specialization in sports. You know, just riding on one sport for um, uh, you know for for better or worse and and. Um, and really, you know, getting into strength training uh, aspect of it, um, and, and what you you can kind of get out of it. There's been a lot of old old beliefs and and maybe misconceptions about um, you know stunting growth and uh, develop uh, you know harming development of of youth and 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 things like that by doing too much too soon. And uh, you know maybe we can just kind of you know, again, tell you how we handle certain situations and things that we would do and things that, that we would, um, recommend, not recommend for kids. Uh, you know, and, and really we're speaking to the parents here. Not too many kids will be listening to the, to the podcast, but, uh, you know, it's definitely important information. Uh, and, and, you know, there's some funny stories that, that come along with it, uh, you know, and, and, uh, requests from parents, uh, more than anything, you know, who've got the next uh, Wayne Gretzky on their hands, uh, you know, and, and um, so let's, uh, without, without uh, further ado, um, let's get into it. That was like the worst transition ever from porta potties to kids. I'm just going to throw that out there. Yeah. We got to work on this. Right. There's, there, uh, there's something. <laughs> but um, this, is, this is a topic that we feel very strongly about. Um, Brian has three children I have two and I I personally grew up in this this situation of um of sports when do you start I have two older sisters they both played um collegiate volleyball so I my dad was a you know an athlete growing up as well um my mom went to private school they didn't have sports she ice skated she roller skated she danced usually with her brother they took lessons and they That's competed cool. um so it's, it was interesting because I had a mom who would say the most important thing is academics, period, the end. Right. Without academics, you're not doing anything. That was that. And then my dad, on the other hand, was a little bit more into sports and whatnot sure. than the academics. Um, and that's okay. That was, the, that was the dynamic I came from. However, um, they were very realistic. It was a very realistic household of, you know, my, my mother was, was happy with what you did and pushed the academics and always said... Um, if sports work out, they're going to work out for you and it's going to help you academically because you'll get into a college or it'll help you with your study skills or sure. time management, <clears throat> things like that. Um, I think that's something that is really important for parents to understand, whether you're three years old or you're 18, whatever. There are kids that are going to go to the NFL and they're going to play in the NBA and they're going to go pro. That percentage is what, like half of one oh, percent. I yeah, I was yeah. gonna say five percent. No, something. I was gonna say half of one percent. It's 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 minute. It's, it's it's so small, and there's actually uh, I I can maybe pull it up while we're doing this. There's a, a very good banner that breaks it down. It's a it's a it was a PowerPoint I think of a a, a, a presentation that was being done by a Division One coach, uh, that really goes to show the. Um, number the small number of people that like 
A play high school football, the number that go on to Division One, and then from there even the number that get drafted, and then from there the number that even play, and then from there how long their NFL career is from there. Right. I've seen the baseball breakdowns. Too. Is very similar. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was very similar. And uh and they actually use it um one I think it was Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Uh, I, you know, I don't know if he was at Ohio State at the time, maybe he was at Florida, Utah. But they uh they used it to as a recruiting tool because they want to show that the pos- you know, the potential, even though you've got the hotshot kid in high school right now who's yes gonna come, he's got Urban Meyer in his living room who's gonna be recruited, you know, the pos- the, the, the the likelihood of that kid going to play in the NFL is very small. So they pitched the education to them at the time and you know, and whether or not they you know, a player of that caliber will actually go to college when he goes to college, you know, who who knows, uh, quite frankly. But, uh, you know, they, it was just, you know, just the breakdown and the numbers and the percentage and all those things. It's, you know, it's really mind blowing when you think about how much parents really, you know, how much effort and money, quite frankly, the parents put into their development of their kids athletically, you know, when, you know, the, the chances, it's a very bad investment, um, you know, and you probably don't know it even at the time that it's a very bad investment. Uh, but, you know, it's it's a strange thing, you know, and that's coming from a trainer. Uh, you know, I have people that, that come and, and bring their kids to me and they want to either, you know, try out running or they want to, uh, you know, train for their sports or they do all these things. And, um, you know, I... I I, I try and shoot them straight, you know, we can do all these things and we can make them very, you know, we can make them better, you know, than they are right now. And we can train them for certain things, but you know, it's, it's, um, it's not a guarantee. And, um, there are trainers and coaches and, and things that, that will, you know, come train with me and I guarantee you that your kid will do this. And, and I, and I, I just, um, I, you know, I can't responsibly do it that way. Um, you know, because the kid can put all the effort in, in the world and they're, tons of kids where you would look and say I would love to take that kid's heart and mind and drive and put it in that kid's body you know or you know they get the guy who's very athletic you know who's very um you know he's got the body for basketball or the body for running or the body for soccer or whatever but you know he could care less um you know so you kind of have to to look at at things like that um you know it's uh, it's a it's a really strange thing um some of the requests that you know we get and people want to come in and and, uh, and have them train in a really serious manner uh, you know which is what we do um, expecting certain outcomes when that outcome you know you've got a better chance maybe landing on the moon fair enough fair enough <laughs> <laughs> and and we'll get back to this in a second what Brian was saying because let's go let's start with kids when they're young let's yeah. start let's start with this and many many parents and could be could be you out there it could be us um, we're put into sports when we were younger. We ourselves have kids and we put them into sports. Hey, little, you know, little Johnny, do you want to play soccer? Do you want to? And most of the time, kids when they're younger are like, sure, yeah. yeah. And it's a big cluster. Um, I'll use soccer. I know my son was in yeah. your son's in there too. It's like a big cluster. Oh, yeah. Of, it's like five kids running around a ball, literally like elbowing each other, not even knowing which direction to go. Right. It's. I can't even watch. I'm like, okay. I told my I told my son, my middle guy, last weekend they had their first games of the season, and I said they're all going to bunch up together. I said, you know, try and stay on the outside of it in case the ball pops out. 
And sure enough, they're all clustered together, and the ball pops out, and he's standing right there. He's got nobody in front of him. He dribbles down. He scores. It was pretty funny. It's like, hey, maybe maybe the old man knows what he's talking about, you know? But, and the crowd goes wild. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. My wife went wild. It was funny. That's awesome. Yeah. But that's, I mean, that's something that a positive thing to get your kids in, like, you know, Brian said about, um, you know, are you wasting your money? Well, there's a, let's explain that. It's. You're never wasting your money when you put it into like little kids' sports and getting sure. them socialized and involved and sure. moving. I mean, that's our goal in life is to get people moving. I mean, and what he's talking about is do you throw thousands and thousands of dollars at a trainer right. when your kid's like six years old? I mean, eight years old, 10 years old, 12 years old, even 10 yeah. years old. I was playing competitive volleyball at 10 and I begged my parents to play yeah. club. In hindsight, I don't know that I would do that for my kids. I'm not sure. Right. My son swims competitively. He's going to be nine years old, but it's a couple days a week. It's close by. Right. He enjoys it. Yeah. It gives him structure. Kids a lot of times play sports because they need structure. My daughter could play by herself all day in her unicorn rainbow world. <laughs> my son needs structure. And this is something that is very positive for him. And it's a great group of people. I have no problem, you know, putting money towards something so positive. Absolutely. However, he still wants to play basketball. He still wants to, you know, maybe do soccer or something else. And we tell him whatever it is that you want to do. You know, we can't do everything. Right. We don't want him to just swim right now. No. Because yeah. Just swimming. Well, where's the socialization on the... I mean, you learn so much by doing different things. So I think it is important to test out different things. I mean, we talked about fitness. We talked about testing out different fitness programs. Sure. Same thing. If you're five and the only thing you've ever done is play soccer and no other sport, that A, you could burn out. B, you could get hurt. Right. C, you, you don't even know what's out there. Right. It's unreal. It's uh yeah I mean it, it's it's good to have the seasons it's good to have the change of pace for the kids you know the the I mean look if it's monotonous for the parents it's monotonous for the kids too and you know we see uh, year round baseball and we see you know travel soccer teams that go all the way through I have a friend of mine whose son plays hockey and a hockey season for kids you know he's probably uh, you know he's been playing for for. A long time he's probably been playing since he's nine or ten and he's now 14 and you know those hockey seasons are long and it's travel and it's a lot of things which is great um he entered high school and now he's playing football too which is fantastic you know he's uh he's he's able to uh you know use team skills and do all these things and and and, and now play in another sport um you know i love the change of seasons for my kids all right, I'll even buy him a new pair of cleats if for baseball, and then another pair in so and for soccer because, like you know, they're gonna need a new a new pair of cleats, and you know, because it it, it gives them different skills, it gives them different um um you know uh, agility skills and and muscle you know uh, they're going to use different muscles for different sports and uh, you know one might be speed oriented um you know for baseball it's very calculating like they you know they can use their their, their brain a little bit and and uh, you know watch for pitches hand eye coordination things like that and i think that um you know you you see a lot of kids just 
geared in and dialing into one specific sport. And I think that it, it might not, you know, there's, there's, there may, it limits growth in my opinion, uh, you know, as to what they can really, uh, develop, you know, into adults, you know, their bodies and, and how they use them and motor skills and, and, you know, agility and balance and all those things, you know, each sport's going to give them a little bit something different, uh, to work on. I love it. Yeah. Um, what I want to also mention is that sometimes when you're only with one sport, you're developing certain muscles, like you said, and being well-rounded, if you're an athlete, you need to work all the planes of your body. Sure. Now, if you're only doing <clears throat> one thing, let's pick on the runners. I'm a runner now. I'm right. picking on myself. If you're only running, Where where's all your other movement? Right. Um, are you only doing something and and being very introverted when you do it. I don't know. Um, there's something to be said for different sports, different people, different rules, different times a year. There's so many things to be learned. Sure. You know, whether the discipline of, you know, you think of guys, the discipline of football versus some of them play basketball in the winter. Some of them play baseball. The, even stimulation, your mind is stimulated in different ways. Um, football is... You know, you really have to learn your plays. Your right. Your basketball is almost, almost, almost moving all the time. Baseball yeah. is a little bit more sedentary. It's a go go, and then really thinking about right. anticipating. And you know, I use those. I said for me, I played field hockey in the fall. Um, in the winter, I'd either run track. Um, literally, I even played gymnast. I was gymnast for one season. Right. I was in eighth grade, as a five nine bounce beam person, like right. what? Yeah. Just because it was different. Your friends were out there. Um, and then I played volleyball and played volleyball all year, but was still able to have these other groups, again, finding your tribe, finding your community. It was fantastic to maybe have my volleyball group, but then my ride or die field hockey team. Yeah. That I was six years with the same team and the same coach. People ask me, what was your favorite experience? What was your best sports experience? People expect that I say something in college with volleyball. And I'm like, nope. It was my senior year of field hockey. Yep. The sixth year I was with this group of girls. This Our coach, oh my gosh, was amazing. And we lost this like county championship game. And we all just cried. But De we knew we did the best that we possibly can. I mean, this team was like literally the Olympics right. that we played. And right. we laid everything on the... We laid it all out there, nothing to lose. And that I remember as being one of my most favorite moments because you knew you, we did everything we could with six years. And it was such a cool dynamic because it was so different right. than being indoors on the volleyball court. So exposing our kids to all these different experiences, I think is super important, not just for your body, but for your mind. Absolutely. I mean, that is like, you just nailed it. That's sports. That's what sports was made for, created for, and, and everything. I mean, yeah, we do it to keep our bodies in shape and, and certain things, but, it, you know, it's that. It's, it's that aspect of it where you can really be with other people and put your, you know, put, put uh, time and, and effort and, and, and all those things into it and then have, you know, maybe a good cry or a, a horrible loss that affects your life. You know, it, that's 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 like that's the life stuff i mean that's what sports to me is all about i mean physically if uh you know if we uh 
physically, if I wanted my children to get the most out of sports, I'd probably put them in individual type of exercise in sports like gymnastics or martial arts or things like that. Um, you know, I think that those are body development wise and, and movement and, and everything that we would, you know, bring into, uh, you know, as adults and, and really carry with them physically for a lifelong of health, you know, that I think that that would probably be, be the way to go. But, you know, with that, you might not have those uh, car rides to, you know, faraway games and bus trips and, and, and all that stuff and preseason experiences, exactly. And pre and preseason practices that are really, really hard and all the stuff that, you know, I played, I played soccer in high school. I played lacrosse. Uh, I should have been running. Um, I, you know, I ran a lot as a, as a kid. Uh, and then I got away th- from it as a high schooler, and uh, I never, I never ran cross country in school. I never ran cross country collegially, and I, you know, or anything. And I really got back into it at a later time in life, which, you know, I'm grateful. Uh, I might had I done all those things in high school and college and 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 things like that. Um, you know, I I probably wouldn't. Maybe I wouldn't be doing it now. Did which, you run track in high school at all? Or I no? never did. Okay. Do you know why um, I ran track in high school? I'm gonna come clean on this. Yeah. Part. Because you had to. My good friend, no. Oh, okay. My good friend Shannon and I were in ninth grade. All the hot guys that were seniors. They were <laughs> like, it was like Danny Zuko. So, <laughs> is this Greece? This is what we did. <laughs> we were like, oh my God, they're running track and we all practice together. Yeah. We're running track. So we would run pretty fast because we'd be chasing them right. on track. Freezing cold up in New York. We're running track because we're running after them. That's funny. It's really sad. But yes, that kept hey, us on the track team for sports. two years. Sports, sports, right there. <laughs> Hashtag sports. Uh, <laughs> you know, and honestly, the, the reason that I probably didn't run uh, was because of you know another social aspect of you know being at a dumb age that you know high schoolers are at, and you know, and it was like you know running and cross country and those things weren't you know that cool. Uh, you know, none of my friends were doing it. My friends were playing other sports, and I can kind of go and do do that with them. I mean, I was always okay. I was pretty good. I was probably the fastest kid on the soccer team, but um, you know, I scored a few goals here and there. Nothing too crazy. I didn't make any conference teams or anything like that. I was you know I was a, like a bit player. Uh, you know, whereas, you know, just going on what I'm able to do even now, like in my 40s as a runner, I probably would have been, you know, much better suited, maybe even, you know, a college level uh, type of athlete. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, it's a funny thing. But uh, yeah, I I, I kind of teach my kids too. like the last thing in the world that I ever want them to be is cool. <laughs> like they can be funny, they can be smart, they can be, you know, they can be ambitious, they can be all these things cool. Like, you know, it's one of those, that's one of those uh, father, son, you know, driving in the car kind of conversations, you know, because you've never met a cooler person than me. And uh, it doesn't get you anywhere. That is true. Yeah. That is true. We digress. Yes. Well, but really it's not. What, what we're, what we're kind of saying here is let your kids diversify what they want to do. Um, from what we've learned, from what people have asked us in training, um, there is nothing good that has come out of, in my experience, like I say, we're, we're speaking from experience here. From my experience, any, any of the people I grew up with playing one sport all year round, just one sport, and then that's it. I mean, a lot of people I know, you know, went off to, went off to college, um, and played. However, I have to say that they started playing one sport when they were in ninth grade. Right. It wasn't earlier than that. I mean, I'm talking about girls that they went to Division One 
you know, maybe they were all American. They played in the top conferences of the country. And this was, this was volleyball I'm talking about here, but they did not sports um, really specify until they were in ninth or 10th grade. That's about the time. That was okay. Now we're seeing right now is these kids that are eight, nine, 10 starting to be one sport athletes. Right. When they don't even know who they are yet. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. you know, I know and not that. only do they not know who they are yet, but their bodies don't know who they are yet, and there's a lot of growth. I, I, I've read I've read a lot about this, and and what they say is that um, like that ninth, tenth grade uh, area for for females, and even a little bit later for males. Um, you know, just the development of a female, you know, is, is a little bit quicker uh, than it is for a male. And there's you know there's still there's still growing being done. Uh, you know, there's there's still you know, certain things and, and, um, you know, you're not tied to anything, obviously, you know, you can pick up anything at any time, but you know, as far as really, you know, being competitive in sports and especially if the ambition is to go on and play it further, you know, post high school, then, uh, you know, then that's, then that's that. But, you know, you've seen it like a lot, like a lot of kids play youth football when they're in, you know, fifth grade and sixth grade and seventh grade. And then by the time, you know, they might be very, very, very good. And then by the time they get to high school, kids around them have caught up to them in size. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not able to do a lot of those things, you know, in which case, you know, I, I, we have a, a, a very, you know, very good friend of mine growing up. His father was the high school football coach at the town that I grew up in. And, um, you know, and, and my friend never played football until he played freshman football at, you know, at the high school. Um, I don't know if whether it was not allowed or, you know, he was a fantastic soccer player. He played basketball with us. He played baseball. He did, you know, just about everything except play football. And, um, you know, he was a skill position type of player, uh, you know, who relied on speed and, and he, you know, he developed that probably more on a soccer pitch than he did, uh, you know, playing, playing football or pop Warner or any of those things. You know, I, I, I just think that, um, there, you know, these skills that you need to play these sports are not necessarily developed by the sport itself. I don't know any sport that you can get better at by just practicing that sport and playing that sport. Nothing. Right? Like, I'm even thinking as you say that, I'm picturing like a golf swing, you right. know, or, you know, something really specific. Like, if you're, you know, going batting practice, but how do you get better? Core strength. Right. Upper body. Right. I, I mean, running, agility, you know, right. You know, conditioning. Um, you know, you can't become a, the very, a, a very great basketball player by just practicing basketball. You need to strength, you need to condition, you need to be agile, you need to do, you know, workouts that are maybe specific to basketball, but not necessarily basketball. I say the same thing about runners. You can't just run and expect to be really, you know, get the most out of your running. You need to, you know, you need to um, do other things. You need to work planes, which is something that you discuss. You need to strengthen, you know, some of the ancillary muscles that might um, support the main movers uh, that that runners use. Um, You know, you're not going to become a fantastic hockey player if you do nothing but workouts on the ice, um, you know, or play hockey. I'm sure you're kid as a swimmer they use things they called like dry land workouts and Mm -hmm. and you know they they have their in the pool workouts and they have the dry land workouts um you know and and um it's just really and 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 with that like i think that some of these other sports are actually training for maybe whatever will become the main sport by just developing some of those different 
uh, motor skills that you know they, that they would use eventually for another sport in which case like i said you know soccer turned into a very good developer of motor skills for my friend who went on to become a pretty good football player um in you know in, in high school uh you know and i think it was by design i don't think his father let him play uh you know until it was really ready and around kids that were you know similar sizes and things like that and i think your coaches if if you bring your kids to a coach and say you know, we're very honest. My son swims, you know, all year, but it's a couple days a week. He goes to baseball practice. Sometimes he's going to be late for baseball or, or has to miss a game every once in a while. If that coach is a good coach, these are kids are, are younger. Yes. They're going to understand and they're going to say, okay, we understand because they're trying to develop their skills or trying to figure out what they want to like, what they want to do. And, and I think that that's really important. Um, even if you, um, we're talking to mom, dad at home that are coaching kids, right. you need to understand this, that this is not the Olympics. I know parents get crazy. Um, personally, I was a really intense athlete. So as a parent, I am the exact opposite. I don't even, I don't get upset. I'm right. Hey, you know what? He's still, I mean, if my son doesn't try, obviously that would upset me, but Hey, you know what? Let's go. Let's yeah. do what you need to do. I'm happy. You win, you lose, just try your best. Let's see what you got. Right. And it, it gets a little overboard sometimes. And, and it's just, it's very important to understand as a coach, as a parent, let's take these younger kids and, and, and work their whole self. They're, their different skill sets, their mental, their their physical. I mean, we're really developing people, little sure. people, exactly. Right now, we're developing who they are and the experiences they're going to have for the rest of their life. Right. Start when they're younger, and you know, we do talk here about physically and their muscles and development, their growth plates and things like that. Yeah, little kids shouldn't be lifting weights. Period. The end. Shouldn't, there's no reason for lifting weights. You're lifting your body. Right. When you get older, if you're working to build mass and you know for different reasons then tell me little kids with that what, 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 what would you say is like an age mark where you would say little kids shouldn't be lifting weights would well the thing is unless you're um I don't, in I don't your even, opinion i don't even think that um guys in middle school should be lifting right. weights i personally feel that way um if you want to start lifting i mean men don't stop growing until they're like 21 right so you're gonna tell me you're still growing and you're gonna be squatting and hand clean push pressing 200 pounds right. over your head while your body is starting continuing to grow. Yeah, that it's. I talk you know to me. I probably I'm I'm a little bit different than that. I think that it's that it's that it is okay. It you know as long I'm as it's heavy. Yeah, weights, no, I guess no, is what yeah, I'm no, absolutely. That's that's the where we draw the line. You know, you, you want to make sure that these kids who are you know the. The wives' tales and the things of the past where you're like stunting growth with, mm -hmm. with lifting heavy weights, that's kind of been dispelled. Um, you know, I'd have to look into it a little bit further, but I think it's okay to get them moving in ways and possibly putting some things in their hands, you know, but but really making it about movement as is much about strengthening. Like functional exactly. strength. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we... Um, we we've got uh, the gym that I work at has uh, like teen boot camps and things like that. Uh, you know where the kids come in and it's awesome because mm -hmm. they make it fun. I mean that's all of this has to be fun and in a positive way. And it's pretty cool because like 
they'll put them in stations and and you know there'll maybe be 15 kids you know and if we've I've posted some videos on it because it's really neat the beat the bell goes off and they know that it's the time to switch to the next station and mm-hmm. then they all kind of like flock like move around the room like a flock and it's really it's it's exciting like I, I look at it and I'm like that, that you know that makes me want to kids love structure work. they love it so it's yeah wonderful yeah and I bet you if those kids, if they went, left that class, went home and did their homework, they'd probably do it quicker. They'd probably do it without uh, thinking about it too much. Um, I I actually, sometimes in order to get my kids to sit at the dinner table, sometimes I do something called PBs and Js. Uh, eat your PBs and Js, kids. And it's, uh, it's, it's push-ups, burpees, and jumping jacks. PBs and Js. And you Typhus know, is now no, coming no, no, to no, his no. house. So no, they maybe do. They maybe do like five. You know, and uh, and for the for the bit for the little guy, he doesn't do burpees. He does bridges. So uh, you know, and it's just like a little like silly movement thing. But when they get that back to the table, their butts stay in the seats. They're engaged. You know, whatever it is, it's like they just kind of use their brain. My wife is a first grade teacher, and she'll have them get up and move a little bit. You know, from time to time, and then they sit back down, and they're more likely to pay attention. Um, you know, it's it that you know that is like a whole nother aspect of sports and moving and 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 really breaking up the monotony of of you know school and things like that it gives them something to look forward to and all that stuff getting back though to uh, what you said with strength training and weights and and things like that i think that it can be you know implicated uh for sure as long as it's you know like anything in the gym you know is done to make sense it's done to uh you know to develop something that we're hoping to develop it's something that um you know has a purpose and a reason why you're doing it it's not just all right there's the bench press let's just go and bench press a whole bunch of weight to get you big and strong um and that's your why we've talked about that a whole bunch sure if there's a why then that's your how to get there um i just think that as a you know as a seventh grade guy do you need to be throwing 150 pounds i mean there's a and that's what i mean like starting with lighter weights and then building up as you get a little older yeah starting with body weight right body weight to lighter weights to you know because i'm not thinking when you say lifting weights i don't think of like just someone standing doing a doing a bicep right right i'm literally thinking like maxing out on a bench press because that's where my mind comes from right and it's it's an interesting dynamic that really watch your kids watch your kids what ask yourself if they're doing things with coaches and whatnot what's the why behind it um do they need to be doing that much at that age and where's it getting them are is your goal college right be realistic with what they're doing if you are going to be sports specific that's that's the parents role in this please be realistic i have a quick story and then we'll play what the f Uh-oh. <laughs> wtf uh i had a parent and i might have told this one earlier on the podcast so if i did i apologize um you know on another podcast i had a parent that came to me and he says, you know, I want you to work with my son. He's a football player. He's the quarterback. He's, you know, he's, he's, uh, he plays defensive back. And I want you to work with him on his 40 time. And I said, okay, you know, that's good right there. It's kind of like a red flag. Like the 40 time is, you know, something that the NFL players used to, you know, establish their um, bursts and off the line. And they do it at the NFL combine. And it's like, what's your 40 time? You know, oh, yeah, what's your bench press? What's your 40 time? It's a, it's a big um, benchmark for, for them and, and how they're ranked, recruited and things like that. So the father says to me, I want you to work with him on his 40 time. You know, I know you you work with runners and, and things like that. And I said, okay, I, that's great. You know, I said there are a lot of things that we can do to make him a better football player 
other than just make him really fast in a short burst line. I mean, to, to give you the ins and outs of the 40, sometimes the, the scouts and the judges, they don't even, they only like will time the first 20. They just want to see the burst. They want to see, you know, it is important to get the long, for, you know, to get the whole 40 in, but f even for like linemen and things, the whole 40 time isn't even really like the biggest thing. They, they can even stop the clocks at 20 meters and uh, that's what we're talking about 40 meters uh 40 meters and 20 you know they can stop it at 20 and really get a good indication of what this kid's all about so anyway i said you know let's work in we'll be, maybe we can work in some other things you know that would also help him be a better football player the more so than just his 40 time and uh so i went and i asked the father a few more questions about the kid and and uh and uh, he's you know and i and i one of my last questions was like all right you know and, and how old is he and the father said he's nine and I Yikes. said, okay, all right, all right. You know, a, a parent of a kid who's nine years old and he wants to work on his 40 time. Brian, I taught in Maryland. And yeah. this is to follow up, piggyback on this. Yeah. I taught English. Yeah. There was a kid that was a really bright kid. This was like the second or third year I was teaching. Um, bright kid, doing well in the English class. All of a sudden, stopped doing any work towards the end of the year. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening? Talk to a couple people, call home. Turns out this kid was a big shot football player. Yeah. Here's the deal. If you fail, this was the idea of one of the coaches. If you fail your classes, you get an extra year in high school, <laughs> extra year <laughs> development. <laughs> so what they were doing, and this, this was something that happened. The kids would be failing their subjects so that they'd have to stay in high school an extra year to get stronger so Athletic that they'd be advantage. recruited because maybe they're, they wouldn't have to redshirt. Or they could have an extra year to redshirt and then play and be five years in college by their coaches. So sad. That was the baptism by fire for me yeah. into that same idea, which is not the right way to think. Yeah. Be realistic with your kids. There's, you know, look at the look at the information. Do you need to go sports specific this fast, this soon? Probably not. I'd say that that is most definitely a result of of specification in sports. If that kid was playing other sports, then he'd be, you know, he'd probably have similar interests in other sport, you know, in in, in recruiting wise uh, from, you know, any other sports if he's that type of talent, um, you know, and and it probably wouldn't happen. It's the, you know he'd probably see a lot of that in like AAU basketball. Youth basketball has gone crazy. Um, you know, I think it's probably um, made college basketball a little bit worse and made the NBA absolutely worse just in the style of play and the way that they do things now. And it's it's all AAU type of uh, of things. You know, it, it's um, it's it's a touchy subject because you're talking about people's kids. It's it's a you know it's it's something that you know you never want to tell anybody what to do with their own kids and 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 you know you just also have to. In a, in a way you have to you know make headway with parents and their expectations for what really is the goal behind it um you know there are i mean I, i've tried everything to like charging double like just to get them to say no sometimes you know and, and it doesn't always work 15 uh, years of coaching over here i have parents in my huddles yeah. i've had letters comparing oh, yeah. my coaching to NBA, like, you know, NFL football. And I'm like, meanwhile, I'm coaching like field hockey or volleyball, right. girls or boys. I'm like, yeah. so it, just be realistic, please, with what we're saying right. um, from our experience with our kids, with our growing up and, and people coming to us. So please, we beg of you, we implore you. And, you know, and we're here to answer your questions. So reach out to us, you know, anything that you want to hear about. And, um, and we're here. So that's it. So what are we playing today? Dun, dun, dun.
WTF. I have no idea what we're going to be WTF. What F word are we going to deal with today? I like film. What the film? What the film? What the movies? What the film? Jeez. Oh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, we come up with these F words. It's it's not always an e- you know an easy thing to do. But uh, you know, and I said, you know what? I got a lot of uh, films, and people are motivated by films, and people are often you know have a preference, and there's yeah. you know certain things that that uh, you know that, that people like. So, I want to know from you, Christine Conti, what is your favorite film? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. <laughs> That's my staple answer. <laughs> no one steps on a church in my town. I'm from New York. Uh, we came. We saw. We kicked its ass. There you go. Ray, it's been nice knowing you. There's just so many good ones, and I grew up with that movie. I mean, right. I, I mean, I could go on and on, like Goonies. And, I, just... You know, All the films we got to show you that you show your kids now, you know, like the the throwbacks. God bless Netflix. God bless you, Netflix, and your twelve ninety nine a month or whatever you cost. It, yeah, I, t- I taught English for a long time, and I would say you have to read Shakespeare, you have to know J- Romeo and Juliet, you have to know these things because people in a business meeting might say something you need to know. I said, but you also need to, you know, also be in the know with um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and you know some really other solid good i don't know if they're blockbusters all right what's a film that isn't ghostbusters that uh that when you're cruising with the remote and you're just bouncing around from channel to channel you find it and you stop and you just put the remote away and you just stop and watch that movie no matter when or where it is in the movie a movie that once it comes on you put the remote down and you stop and watch oh there's so many oh my gosh um so many rapid fire wtf um I always want number one. No pressure. So embarrassing, um, embarrassing. One of them is um, Witches of Eastwick. Oh, you yeah. see that? Share. Oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so embarrassing. But these ladies. It was a Jack like, Nicholson. Jack, Jack Nicholson yeah. was like a devil incarnate. It, it's hysterical. <laughs> that and um, yeah, there's. Oh my gosh, there's, that's Which just is the one that popped into my head. But anything like Billy Madison. Okay. Um, Happy Gilmore. I like uh, Shawshank Redemption's mine. Yes. If, if I start, if I just find you put the remote away and it's on, that's that's the mine one. Mine is more like television shows. Yeah. Like the Golden Girls. That's also embarrassing as well. Yeah. <sighs> Keep that to yourself. <laughs> uh favorite tearjerker what the film oh. um it's also a book bridge to terabithia is one of them i don't know if you know i'm not familiar with, with this one it's oh my gosh <laughs> and uh, there's another one i mean I, I like my m- the boy who could fly okay do you remember that yeah. it was like a disney film i think so yeah, yeah. Was like, had, had like down syndrome and like yeah, he like could fly and it was this like, I just remember these are from like when okay. I was younger, would always right. cry. Yeah. And then don't ever, ever watch. I tried to watch um, The Five People You Meet in Heaven. Oh, yeah. I read it, but I've tried to watch it. Don't even. Don't even watch <laughs> don't, it. Don't, you're, don't. Just, you're like, oh, I'm done crying. It just no, makes I'm you not. sad. And then, you know, like the typical, like, you know, <laughs> your day. Dreams. Pretty much I cry at almost anything. Right. I was never a crier. And then I had kids. Yeah. And then I'd see like an Oprah commercial and I'd cry. Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, pathetic. yeah. I'm the crier at weddings. Okay. So a, anything with a wedding, anything with a, oh my gosh, yeah. I cried when they froze Han Solo. That was a big deal for me. I was a young man at the I'm time. Sure my husband <laughs> cried as well. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Michael. And when Mickey died in uh, in uh, Rocky, that was very. Well, though, I'll cry at anything yeah. at this point. It's. 
which is also another good segue here. Favorite sports movie. There are a million sports movies out there. Lots of them. Some good, some horrible, some great one. What's your favorite sports movie? There's so many good sports movies. The only one that I'm, well, I'm going to say a couple, but um, first of all, League of Their Own was about women and about how they took over when the men went off to war and that they were all playing in the baseball leagues. Yeah. Go women. I'm sorry. Had to throw that out there. Um, Yeah, sports, but you have to throw down Rocky. Rocky. I mean, I, when he fights I, Ivan Drago, like that, I'm sorry. Uh, Rocky was, Four. Rocky Four, when he's <laughs> out right. pulling the sled. Right. I mean, those to were To revenge like, the death of Apollo Creed? Yeah, those were, of course. I mean, come on now. Yeah. Like, that was, those are pretty, those are pretty up there. Um, I'm trying to think, wasn't there? Um, There's always, like, a debate, like, what is it, is, what's a sports movie, what isn't a sports movie, you know, like, is Caddyshack movie? a sports movie? I say Caddyshack's a sports movie, you know, <laughs> but, yeah, that. Hoosiers. Hoosiers is a fantastic movie. That's like my that that's like my one or two. That, well, and that's also yeah. like, could be a tearjerker too. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. There's so many. Because I, I didn't just have got time goosebumps to on the air. Live goosebumps. Hoosiers. <laughs> There's so many. Yeah. You could say Forrest Gump. Run, Forrest. Yeah. I mean, like. That's a debatable one. That's also debatable. That's a debatable one. And then there's like horrible ones like Any Given Sunday and, you know, and, and, uh, Boy, we can have a whole pocket. You know which one I've been liking lately is Cinderella Man. Yeah, that's a good flick. That's enough. That's a good story. I like, like a that backstory. I like know? the era. Yeah, he's like a Jersey guy, which is awesome. Um, but I like the that era for for film, mm-hmm. and I like the the set. You know, the people things being um, uh, based in that time, and and uh, it's a Ron Howard film. Can't go wrong with Ron Howard. Oh my gosh, what's the beach volleyball movie called? Side Out. Side Out. With C. Thomas Howell. <laughs> Oh my god! Good There's pull. A blast from the past. <laughs> Good pull. I like, was that was one that was on HBO for quite a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Netflix. That All one. Right. Slapshot is always a good yep. favorite. You know, the Paul Mighty Newman. Ducks. How about the Mighty that one? Ducks is good. See, those are movies we'll go back and watch with the kids because they're they teach a good lesson. The Sandlot. Oh, we want. Yeah, I mean, you want to use some a good great, quality, like. That might be the movie that when it comes on, you know, I, I keep it on. It's another one. My, we watched that, and my my uh, my my four year old, he's he said for you know for two weeks, he says you're killing me, Smalls. That's it. It's uh, great stuff. There's so many movies, and I'm I know I'm mad at you now because I would have had much more time to prepare with other like. There's no preparation for names. WTF. I know, I know. We so get good. right into it. Oh man! But all right. Well, I love it. It's yeah. my turn next time. Uh, all right. So we're, we're now bouncing that you back and forth. Caught me off guard. Yeah. Challenge accepted. All right. Good. Here we go. What the film? Yeah. What the film? <laughs> so many F words. If there's F words you want us to talk about, just <laughs> let us know. All right. <laughs> and we'll try and conquer them in the most politically correct way possible. Exactly. One at a time. <laughs> One at a time. All right. So we ready? We're ready. All right. So signing off. It's Christine Conti and Brian Prendergast, and we are two fit crazies and a microphone. We're where it's at. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you soon. <laughs>